0: Hey, 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 welcome everyone to episode number 37 of I mean, can we discuss and I am your host Astrid Ferguson. So in this particular episode, I am going to give you guys a fair warning that this one may seem triggering as we will be talking about the stories that we tell our boys In particular, I am talking about the stories that we share with our boys, especially of mixed races. So if any of those topics or something that I say sounds triggering to you, please take a moment and care for yourself, as I know that these conversations can be difficult to have. And the reason why I decided to do this episode is because I started my life coaching certification, you guys. Yes, Astrid is on her way on becoming a certified life coach. And there were some things that we talked about that made me open my eyes to some things. And it reminded me of something that I dealt with long, long ago especially with being a single mother. So here is this very touching yet personal episode. And um, remember to let me know what you think about this one as I am thinking of having more of these in the near future. you're listening to. I mean, can we discuss? And I am your host Astrid Ferguson. We will be discussing different issues that can be debated, articulated, chopped up any kind of way. There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share and tell me what you think so it was 2008 when i had my first son and i would remember sitting there thinking about the stories that i would read to him i would tell myself i would promise myself that i would keep him giggling as much as possible My son, when he was born, was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was scared stiff because I was at the very beginning of my career. I wasn't in a stable relationship. And I'm afraid to say, my son was actually rejected because of the color of his skin. See, even though I'm Hispanic, I'm Dominican and Haitian, and his father is black or African-American, my son came out pale white with hazel eyes. They were actually kind of greenish when he was first born. He had auburn hair, and he had... The reddish cheeks. I never thought this was going to be an issue. I just saw him as my son. And then I would sit and I would think about these stories. You know, those fables that we read to our children. I think, fast forwarding to... The times that I spend now with my little son, that I'm reading him the same fables. And I never think about those stories that you have to tell boys of mixed races. You know, the stories where you will be judged by the color of your skin. You will be judged by the way you speak, the way you present yourself. And most of all, you will be judged because of who your parents are. I never thought back then that this was going to be a problem. I mean, we're minorities, right? Why would I need to have this discussion that because of the color of your skin, you will find yourself being rejected by both your kind and all the other kinds? I thought that it would be safe if I just said, just say your name. I never thought I needed to have discussions involving race at such a young age. It wasn't until I saw the movie that my sister told me or suggested that I would watch, American Sun*, that I actually questioned all the stories that I've told my two sons. So here I'll have you listen to the trailer, and maybe you guys will watch it as well, this movie was a reminder of what these stories are that we tell our sons. Somehow we have to include in these stories how they must behave around authority, from how they behave with the different kinds of friends that they have, even if they look like them. sure that he's going to turn up first name jamal j-a-m-a-l does he have any distinguishing scars tattoos gold teeth uh does he go by any street names he doesn't have a street name there was an incident what does that mean further information needs to go through lieutenant stokes i don't know him personally they told me that he's been paged to come down here immediately i want to know now man i'm glad you're here she went from like zero to ghetto and nothing flat It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Where's our son? Ma'am, I have kids too. Any of them black? Excuse me? Keep your hands on the wheel, boy. Look straight ahead. Don't make any sudden moves. Wouldn't want to make the man in the bulletproof vest nervous when he's pointing a glock at your head. one who disappeared from his life oh this is my fault well, now you walked out on him let's just find our son and go back to our respective corners okay fine listen to me we have been waiting and we've been patient we are done okay. being strong along. where is jamal now i want to know right now i want to talk where to him. where is you. He? i don't know what you expect me to do please find my son So I will share with you a very personal story. When my son was little, right when he was getting ready to go to school, he started in pre-K and he would go to Catholic school. I lived in the city of Philly and Philly schools weren't that great. So I said that I was going to enroll him in Catholic school. I thought that was the best option for him. I really did. I mean, I was Catholic, and I was raised a Catholic. So it made sense. Especially his father, who went to Catholic school all his life. I thought it was a a good decision on my part as a mother. And then, I found myself in an office talking to the principal. See, my son had three incidents with the same boy. Yes, the same white boy. And for the sakes of this episode, the Catholic school will remain anonymous. And these three incidents happened in different times. My son was now in first grade And the first incident happened in kindergarten. And it was one of those incidents where, yeah, he was in the library and he shoved the boy. The boy said something and my son shoved him. Apparently, that was something the boy's parents kept record of. The second incident happened when my son was in first grade. They were outside playing on the blacktop, but they weren't playing just any regular old game. They were playing soccer on the blacktop. Yeah, I know what you're thinking right now. Who allows kids to play soccer on the blacktop? It's a very aggressive game. That's what I said. But you know what? That's what they did, right? They were playing soccer on the blacktop. And because my son was always very much into sports, he didn't just play to play, you know. He played to win. He created a whole plot, and he was ready to win. He didn't care who the opposing team was. He was going to win. He was going in for the kill. And because my son established this mentality from a very young age about sports and playing, and he was always the bigger guy, he was labeled aggressive. So when they played this sport, of course, the other boy, being smaller than my son, my son was playing and he shoved him. You know how like you do in soccer that you're, you're, you're pushing each other, you're shoving each other. So, you know, you get the ball out of the way, out of the other person's, you know, feet. The boy went down hard. He hit his hip and he hit um, the top of his like cheekbone area Uh, right underneath his eye. You know, that's a very sensitive area. So the boy was pretty banged up. And I was sitting here in this office. And I get told that my son is too aggressive. That my son needs to go to counseling. That he must learn to think through these situations. That he acts inappropriately. And I see the letter from the parents with the pictures of their son. And they say that they want immediate action. So they put my son in counseling. And as a concerned parent, of course, because you never want children to end up hurt. I say, well, what if he doesn't learn to think these things through? He was only six years old. What six years old what six year old child do you know knows how to analyze situations? I don't know of any of them. The only children that I know, all they know is playing. And if somebody happens to end apart, they end apart. That's why you have people supervising, right? Well that was the thing no one really knew what happened because no one was supervising them. They shouldn't have been playing soccer on the blacktop to begin with. But that was the beginning. And I felt that at that moment, I didn't do what I should have done as a parent. I allowed this institution to label my child and he did go to counseling he did manage to talk through some things some more and then a third incident happened the boys were instructed to stay away from each other that's kind of how they handled things But it just so happened the boys went to after school together. And this other boy really enjoyed playing with my son. So my son was playing tag with another child and he decides that he wants to join the game because that's what boys do, right? So he joins the game and they're playing tag, but it's not like regular tag, right? Because back then tag was, you know, tag you're it. Now you have to chase me and then if you catch me, tag I'm it and I have to chase whoever and that's how we used to play tag. No. The way my son described it to me is mom you have to you know run to the wall whoever runs fastest to the wall you know then has to run back and then as you're running back you have to try to catch the other person to see if they're tagged and they're and then you have to run against them and but first you have to put your left foot out first if you put your right foot before the left foot then then you're disqualified because you didn't You didn't uh, follow the rules. I was like, this sounds like a complicated tag game, but okay. Again, they were playing on the blacktop. The people who are supposed to supervise the children are the stay-at-home moms that volunteer. Where were the stay-at-home moms who volunteered when they were playing? I don't know. The schools couldn't tell me either. And this incident also happened that the boy fell again on the blacktop. My son, um, from what they told me, he kind of pushed him kind of hard, trying to tag him. And he fell to the floor and... He hit his hip and he bruised it a little bit. It was a little teeny tiny bruise. And what happens? I get a call. I'm instructed to come to the office. And they tell me. That. My son has to go. My son was expelled at the age of six in kindergarten right before Christmas because these people called him a bully, aggressive. They said that he verbally abused his child verbally abused their child and that if the school didn't take immediate action that they would call the archdiocese they didn't want to talk to us they just saw my son as a problem My son is the sweetest thing you had ever met. I didn't even know how to look at him in the eye. He was maybe one of 10 boys who were black in that school. But he was he's pale white, right? So when my son would go to daycare in the summer with all the other black kids, he would get picked on. They called him soft. So imagine how that hurts as a mother. I don't know what stories you tell your boys. But it hurt. And I didn't expect to have these conversations with my child at the age of six. The fact that he would be labeled at such a young age. That he was tossed out like a dog because he was playing too rough i had to squander and find him a new school within a week and this was a religious school so i can only imagine what a regular school does to our boys so I ask you what stories do you tell your boys do you think of the stories that you'll have to tell them when they outgrow the fables do you prepare yourself for the inevitable You mothers listening, do you sometimes lose sleep thinking about when they get older, if they ever have a run-in because they happen to be at the wrong place at the right time? Do you think that they'll see them and they'll remember that they once were children who just wanted to play. Do you think that their lives will be spared? I'd like to think that we would have good answers to that, but I would tell you that I'd be lying if sometimes I'm scared stiff to lighten up the mood, I decided to record myself reading one of my favorite stories or one of my favorite fables to my little one. It was the same kind of stories that I used to read to my oldest when he was always the sweetest and kindest boy in the group that just because He was African-American, with light skin, who's tall, who's powerful, was labeled aggressive. So a quick word from our sponsor today, the Solopreneur Sidekick. So do you want to build a website, but you don't know where to start? Or you're tired of paying website designers for web pages that let's face it just don't convert customers into playing clients well if that is your problem i have the solution for you my friend yes click the link below in the show notes and start building your website that wows with the solopreneur sidekick on squarespace yes on squarespace enter the giveaway by clicking the link in the show notes and start saving stress money and all that awful techie stuff you can start with the solopreneur sidekick and start building not just any website but a website that wows Spain, there was a little bull, and his name was Ferdinand. All the other little bulls he lived with would run and jump and butt their heads together. But not Ferdinand. He liked to sit just quietly and smell the flowers. He had a favorite spot out in the pasture under the cork tree. It was his favorite tree and he would sit in its shade all day and smell the flowers. Sometimes his mother, who was a cow, would worry about him. She was afraid he would be lonesome all by himself why don't you run and play with the other little bulls and skip and butt your head she would say but ferdinand would shake his head i like it better here where i can sit just quietly and smell the flowers his mother saw that he was not lonesome, and because she was an understanding mother, even though she was a cow, she let him just sit there and be happy. As the years went by, Ferdinand grew and grew until he was very big and strong. All the other bulls who had grown up with him in the same pasture would fight each other all day they would butt each other and stick each other with their horns what they wanted most of all was to be picked to fight at the fool fight bullfights in Madrid but not Ferdinand he still liked to sit just quietly under the cork tree and smell the flowers one day, five men came in v- with very funny hats to pick the biggest, fastest, roughest bull to fight in the bullfights in Madrid. All the other bulls ran around, snorting and button, leaping and jumping so the men would think that they were very, very strong and fierce and picked them. Ferdinand knew that they wouldn't pick him, and he didn't care. So he went out to his favorite cork tree to sit down. He didn't look where he was sitting, and instead of sitting on the nice cool grass in the shade, he sat on a bumblebee. (gasps) Well, if you were a bumblebee and a bull sat on you, what would you do? You would sting him. And that is just what the bee did to Ferdinand. Wow, did it hurt. Ferdinand jumped up with a snort. He ran around puffing and snorting, butting and pawing the ground as if they, as if he were crazy. The five men saw him and they all shouted with joy. Here was the largest and fiercest bull of all, just the one for the bullfights in Madrid. So they took him away for the bullfight day in a cart. What a day it was. Flags were flying, bands were playing, and all the lovely ladies had flowers in their hair. They had a parade into the bullring. Then came the banderillos, banderilleros, with long sharp pins with ribbons on them to stick in the bull and make him mad. Next came the picadores who rode skinny horses and they had long spears to stick in the bull and make him madder. Then came the matador, the proudest of all. He thought he was very handsome and bowed to the ladies. He had a red cape and a sword and was supposed to stick the bull last of all. Then came the bull. And you know who that was, don't you? Say Ferdinand. Ferdinand. They called him Ferdinand, the fierce. And all the banderilleros were afraid of him. And the picadores were afraid of him. And the matador was scared stiff. Ferdinand. Ran, ran to the middle of the ring and everyone shouted and clapped because they thought he was going to fight fiercely and butt and snort and stick his horns around. But not Ferdinand. When he got to the middle of the ring he saw the flowers and all the lovely lady's hair and he just sat down quietly He wouldn't fight and be fierce no matter what they did. He just sat and smelled. And the banderilleros were mad. And the picadores were madder. And the matador was so mad, he cried because he couldn't show off with his cape and sword. so they had to take Ferdinand home and for all I know he is sitting there still under his favorite cork tree smelling the flowers just quietly he is very Ferdinand. Say Ferdinand. was a wrap for today thank you so much for listening to I mean can we discuss don't forget to subscribe follow us if you want to see what we're up to what projects we're up to and enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you might be I was your host Ashra Ferguson signing off